Hey, welcome to Think Digital Futures. My name is Shane Anderson and this is a podcast extra, so not a full episode. It's a short interview I recorded earlier this week. A new episode will be in your feed next week, but until then, enjoy. from NASA has seemingly claimed that after a year on the International Space Station, astronaut Scott Kelly returned to Earth a changed man. The report came out in January, but it's only in the past week it started gaining traction in the news and from there it went viral. And it went viral because the report has apparently stated that 7% of Scott Kelly's DNA changed while in outer space. This was when compared to his identical twin, Mark Kelly, who was on Earth for that year. Part of the reason Scott Kelly was at the ISS for so long is so NASA could see what happens to our bodies up in space. But this sounds a little bit too good to be true. Here to demystify this story, I'm joined by Joshua Chow, Director of Biomedical Engineering at the University of Technology, Sydney. Josh, thanks for coming in to chat. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so did Scott Kelly's genes mutate into some sort of genetic freak after a year in space? Unfortunately, no, that didn't really occur. So what happened was that his genetic expression changed during his time in space and not his DNA. Or so change. what's the difference between your genetic expression and your DNA? So your DNA is obviously, you know, um, it's, it makes up what your genes are, but the genetic expression is how each of your genes are expressing. So it's the level of expression. You know, we all have a lot of different types of genes, but depending on our environment, different times of the day and things like that, the expression level of each gene fluctuates throughout the day. So that ties in closely with a circadian clock at, at nighttime or in daytime. In their case, in space, because of the environmental stress, their gene expressions are going to be obviously very different from Earth. So it's the level of the expression from each particular gene that has changed 7% and not the actual genetic makeup. Right. So what's the impact of these changes and would you notice a 7% change in your gene expression? No, you wouldn't notice the changes. This happens at a cellular level. One of the main things that we have to really take into account is that even though your genetic expression can be changing and, you know, we've seen it that, you know, if you change even tenfold, hundredfold, you know, it can go up really high, but that does not necessarily mean that it will actually translate into a biological function. So what you really need to look is that translation from genetic expression to protein. If you're looking at protein levels, that is much more accurate because that is already finishing the transcription process and that's going to be translated into a biological function. Genetic expression is just that you have a potential for that particular gene to be translated into a function. Right. So in the NASA report, they said it was a gene expression relating to immune system, DNA repair, bone formation, hypoxia. What what does all this mean? What is it all related to? So this is definitely got to do with the environment in space because lack of sunlight, lack of gravity, buildup of carbon dioxide in the space station. So these are things are stressors of the environmental stressors that can induce that kind of elevated gene expression. What would happen if 7% of your DNA did change? You'd be well studied and probably a locked up bunker somewhere. <laughs> You'll be, definitely be an alien. <laughs> I mean, if we share 98% of our DNA with a chimpanzee, then surely 7% is just impossible. Yes, I think, at least I haven't heard of anything that's changed such, so significantly. I mean, 7% doesn't sound like a lot, but like you said, you know, if we share so much similarity with even chimpanzee, 7% is considered a lot. 
why does it matter in this story that Kelly has an identical twin? It makes him the perfect scientific test subjects because they're genetically identical, and you have one on Earth, one in space. So the guy on Earth would be considered your control group. So you, they actually have someone that they can really compare. What do you think NASA's aim is in researching Scott Kelly's DNA? So of course, you know, look, their human research program. Obviously, they want to study how our body reacts in space,、um, because obviously, in the long term, we want astronauts to stay up there for longer durations. You know, if you think about space travel, people will need to stay in space for extended period of time. They want to study what gene expression are more susceptible to the stress in space. And develop countermeasures against them, so that we can have a more, a better chance of surviving in space. I'm pretty sure you know all scientists will think very similarly. We would like to know how their body, especially their immune system, respond in space, because that's very crucial. If our body cannot fight off bacteria or viruses or infection or diseases while in space, that's a that's a pretty major. Personally, I'll be very interested in how his immune system responded. This story isn't the only fake news that's been floating around about space travel. A Japanese astronaut, Norishige Kanai, tweeted this year that he had grown nine centimeters while in space, but in actual fact, it was just two centimeters. What should people be thinking when they're reading headlines like this about what happens to our bodies in space? I think you know they really need to well first make sure there's a couple of news that verify、um, this claim,、um, but also they have to also understand that. This is just one person. It's it, it's not a controlled experiment. This is just one person's response in space, and he does not, he or she does not represent the whole human race. So they should really, you know, take take it with a grain of salt, so to speak. Everyone is different.、Um, some will respond more poorly. Some will respond quite okay. And I guess that's the whole point of this、um, human research program. Yeah, who's who's to blame in this situation? Did NASA release a misleading press release? No, I don't think so.、Um, because I went through their press release, and you know they worded it perfectly. At least scientifically, it was very accurate. They said you know it was a seven percent increase in genetic expression. So I think somehow during the retweet, the information got a bit diluted. How does it feel when you read headlines like this, and you're like, oh no, they've done it again? Yeah, it happens all the time. So you know, as scientists, you know, we we kind of like, oh, okay, you know, this happened again. People ask us, we you know, we try to clarify and demystify some of these um type of um information. Yeah, and finally, we have done an episode on this with you before. Yes. But what impact does space have on your body? I think it's a very hostile environment.、Um, there's obviously a lot of、um, environmental factors that affects your body, and like I said, you know, the lack of sun, gravity, carbon dioxide, solar radiation. We really haven't looked or studied enough in how the human body responds in space, and I guess that's why NASA is really starting to look into this area to really help us in future space travels. Great! Thank you so much for your time, Josh. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> This has been a podcast extra for Think Digital Futures. As always, if you want to find out more information about the show, head to twoscr.com/thinkdigitalfutures. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm Shane Anderson. Thanks for listening.